Z1077 welcomes you to Up Close, a weekly public affairs program presented by Z1077 News. You're invited to call in with your questions and comments. Our call-in number is 366-8471. Now, your host for Up Close, Gary Danielle. Well, thank you, mystery announcer, wherever you are, and welcome to the Z1077 Up Close Show. A special presentation of Z1077 News presented in the public interest. Our producer is Sarah Snyder, and the number for you to call and participate is 760-366-8471. Now, we had a guest in studio uh, last week, uh, David Smith, the superintendent of Johnson Tree National Park, came in. We really appreciate every time David comes in. He gives great information for both of us locals and for visitors to our backyard Johnson Tree National Park. So thank you, David. Uh, we're wide open today. What's on your mind? I'd like to know what is bothering you today. Let's talk about it. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on. Uh, but what's on your mind? Let's get this started with uh, whatever you'd like to talk about. 760-366-8471. Anything's on the table this morning. I'm going to throw some things out here just a little bit to, to get our brains working a little bit. But if there's something you'd like to get off your chest, give us a call right now at 760-366-8471. Maybe you wonder why this they do things that way. What's going on? So there's a whole bunch, bunch of stuff going on here in the Morongo Basin uh, right now. 760-366-8471. I'm going to start today with a subject of illegal fireworks. Now, I understand, you know, 4th of July, there's holidays, that kind of stuff. And uh, for many t- families, it's a tradition to, to buy fireworks from a stand and do your own. But uh, given what's happened with fire danger and the danger to people, that's becoming more, uh, less and less a popular thing to do. But nowadays, there's fireworks almost every night in many neighbors throughout the Morongo neighborhoods throughout the Morongo Basin, and it's not fair to your neighbors. Their pets are afraid. Uh, people with PTSD will be triggered. It wakes people up. So you may think your family's having fun, but it's it's expensive your neighbors. So San Bernardino County Fire Department just today started a new program where you can turn those people in. Now, they're not going to immediately go out and catch them because that's it's very hard sometimes to tell where it's coming from, although they may. But what they're going to do is develop what they call a a premise history. So if you call on a certain neighborhood, that creates a database that now they can target the problem areas. If a certain area of Yucca Valley got a lot of reports about fireworks, then they're going to start setting up law enforcement to respond to those, all the kind of stuff. Now, if you send in a report on fireworks, law enforcement is not going to run right out on that report unless they can get a specific location. You can't just say, well, they're shooting fireworks in the Ben Hunter truck and then ask deputies to drive around for an hour see where it's coming from. But if you're next door to the guy, if you see them do it, now they can, you can give them a specific address and they can start uh, start enforcing that. But it's becoming a serious problem. People are just blowing them off all, all, all the time. It's not just 4th of July anymore. They're, they're all over the place. A March 16th fireworks explosion in Ontario leveled a neighborhood and killed two people, causing more than $3 million in damage. So this is becoming a problem. Let's go to the, the, the uh, phones. And Aaron, you're on the radio. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Gary. How are you, man? I'm doing great. Your comment today? So I wanted to talk about um, 
course this year was really hard for us in the Morongo Basin. And even though we qualified for a waiver at the uh, school board, at the school district, um, we did not reopen the schools. And as a result, um, I don't know if you're aware of this, but there's a pre-eviction list, okay? And 875 families in 29 Palms alone are scheduled for eviction as soon as the moratorium is up from the state for rent. And that's because they couldn't afford to pay their rent all year. And um, part of that was because the schools did not reopen. Uh, we have not seen a reopen plan from our school board. Um, Karen, and I was Aaron, to I'm, about that. I'm going to ask you to connect those dots for me, the dots from eviction and schools being closed. Okay, so because the schools were not open, uh, 78 here's the demographic, 78% of the Morongo Basin uh, that are families are dual income with two kids that make less than $40,000 a year. That's two minimum wage jobs. They had to lose one of those incomes because one of the parents had to stay home with the kids. And so it's really vital that our schools reopen. And um, I was really hoping to see some leadership come out of our school board. And um, as of right now, we're still up in the air. Well, so I was we're wondering not, if you knew anything about it. Actually, Moronga Unified School District has, has already announced they will not reopen classrooms to students this year, but they will begin allowing students an opportunity to return to campus this summer as part of a voluntary program. That was announced last week. A limited number of students who have a need for additional services and are having challenges with distance learning during the pandemic will be allowed to participate in new pilot programs at Twenty-Nine Palms Junior High School in Yucca Valley Elementary School. Now, the Twenty-Nine Palms program already launched uh, sort of the Yucca Valley program. So they're also going to allow high school graduations to take place in person. So they're not up in the how is that? How is that? How is that going to help the 78% of families specifically the 3,390 people in 29 Palms, not get evicted from their homes? Uh, I, those are, those I, are the questions that I have. But. Yeah, okay. All right. Anyway, sir, you have a great day. Thanks for having the show. And I'm sure going to miss you guys when I move. All right. Take care now. All right, thanks. 760-366-8471 with the Z1077 Up Close Show. That's Aaron, who drew a connection between the closure of schools and evictions. Do you agree with that or not agree with that? I'd like to hear from you at 760-366-8471. In addition to what I said, Joshua Tree Elementary School is also having a summer program and Lock and Tenta Middle School. So all of those have a summer program where they allow the student an opportunity to return to campus, and that's voluntary. So those, all those schools have those programs. But Aaron specifically said that hundreds of evictions are directly related to school closure. Do you agree with that? 760-366-8471. like to hear from you. And uh, again, Aaron had said it's still up in the air. It's not. The school district has announced they will not reopen classrooms this school year. So uh, it. We're so close to the end of the year, I, I don't know 
the school district, the Board of Education's exact reasoning, but I'm going to assume uh, because we're so close to the actual end of the school year, it doesn't make sense to basically re-key everything, uh, get everything up and going just to close it again for summer. So they are allowing a, a summer program to begin. Your comment at 760-366-8471. Do you agree or disagree with the school district having closed schools till the end of the year. I'd like to hear from you at 760-366-8471. Another reason that they're not reopening is the school district does not own their own buses, and COVID protocols on the bus are an issue. So it has a lot to do with transportation also. So that that is another issue with reopening schools is they don't have COVID protocols for being on a school bus. And here in this rural area, we have a lot of people uh, who, are, who use school buses to get to schools. Uh, we're so spread out. 760-366-8471. So a couple things on our plate this morning I'd like to discuss with you. Uh, one of them, of course, is this, should schools be open? Should school be closed? Uh, that is the reason uh, that the school board did decide not to reopen. So it's not up in the air. They have made that decision. They've already made that announcement. And then uh, fireworks. Uh, I just... I don't understand why people would do that to their neighbors. It's just – it's not right. Uh, now, I, I could see an occasional party or something uh, and let your neighbors know you're going to do that so they're, they're prepared. But uh, when, they, when they don't know what's going on, uh, it, it's, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> and they're doing it late at night. So you've got kids asleep. You've you got the pets going. So you're waking up entire neighborhoods for what? So you can get your jollies off the big boom? I just don't get it. 760-366-8471. Ed, you're on the radio. Good morning. Good morning, Gary. Uh, just a quick aside. My uh, cousin now is formally uh, retired. He was a police officer back east from the violence uh, last year on this uh, Black Lives Matter. So that's, I just found out that's a bummer. But uh, here in 29 Palms or up here in the high desert, uh, Get a recommendation for a somewhat of a policy change. Right now, you know, they uh, have let all the low-risk uh, prisoners that have been done violence out of jail. They have released all of them. And I would like to see, now that we get vaccines available, that when someone is arrested, that they immediately be given the Johnson & Johnson uh, COVID vaccine. So, therefore, when they come to the court... Period. The judge doesn't have to release them. The judge would then have the opportunity. They could reopen the prisons to these, quote, uh, nonviolent prisoners that are committing crimes because they have now been vaccinated for COVID. So I would like to, you know, I don't know how that would be uh, between the police or the fire to be able to administer these shots uh, to these people upon arrest. But therefore, you know, criminals then would be able to be put back in jail and we might have uh, a little bit lower uh, crime rate you know that's that's an interesting uh, idea ed but my 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 question is are you violating the civil rights of the prisoners by forcing them to get vaccine the poor victims are having their rights to you know uh be uh, sacrificed okay but, but but you're talking about court so these people haven't been convicted yet no, but it's given them an option. And if they refuse to get it, throw them in jail anyway. Uh, uh, well, okay. Let's see what folks have to say about that, Ed. Okay? Okay. 
Thank you. Thanks. Bye-bye. 760-366-8471. That's Ed uh, saying that people have been released from jail, give them vaccines. Uh, and if they, if they don't get the vaccine, throw them back in jail. 760-366-8471. What, what do you think about that idea? That's an interesting concept that Ed put out there. Uh, again, give us a call. What do you think about that? A couple of things going on. Uh, uh, I'm going to do a, a little um, defending of the city of 29 Palms today. And uh, as, as you know, if, we're, if they're doing something wrong, we'll take them to task. But uh, – a lot of people in the downtown area were taken by surprise when Caltrans started this huge highway project. Well, the city was taken by surprise also. Uh, city manager Frank Lacchino told me that they, of course, knew the work was coming. They had been coordinating with, with Caltrans. And Caltrans had said they'd let them know the start date so the city could then let the businesses who were affected by the start date of that traffic work and then mitigate those who had a problem. There may be a business that they couldn't get to. Maybe they could uh, open a driveway, something like that. But what happened is Caltrans started doing the work with no notice. They actually let the city know on a Thursday afternoon that they were starting the work the next Friday morning. So the, the city literally had no warning at all. So those of you who are taking the city to task for no warning on that highway work downtown, that's, that was Caltrans, not the city. Now, if you understand government, uh, Caltrans is a entrenched bureaucracy. But Caltrans, it's a state highway. They don't have to ask the city's permission. They do what they want, even though it's within the city limits. That's their jurisdiction. So it was a mess up. Caltrans has apologized for it. But again, we're going to defend the city this morning. The city literally was given no notice. Now they're, they're reacting as quickly as they can to help out those places that were affected by that. And we go right to the phones. And John, you're on the radio. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Gary. Been a couple weeks. How are you? I'm doing great, John. How are you doing? Ah, doing good. I got my vaccine, and I am back in gear. No I, mask. I got, I got <laughs> both. I got both of my vaccines, and I'm back in gear. I still wear a mask, however, as a courtesy when I go out in public, but at my home yeah. with my friends. You know, what's a nice for me, John, is I have a couple of friends of mine, and. We uh, we usually have dinner with them every weekend, my wife and I. They're very good friends. We've been friends for 50 years. And uh, yeah. now they are fully vaccinated. We are fully vaccinated. So we actually they're actually able to come to each other's homes and have dinners. We actually went out to a restaurant last week at Chata's in Torland Palms. That was the first time in oh. a year that yeah. everybody got together. So it's good to see these vaccines getting out there and people starting to relax a little bit. Yeah, Ed Chata's is a great place, and um, I, I've been the same way since I got my vaccine. If I'm around other vaccinated people, I don't wear a mask, but you know what? When I go into Walmart, I just slip on the mask and take it off when I get in my car. Yeah, it's fairly uh, painless. And your comment today, yeah. John? Yeah, you know what? I have actually two comments. Um, the, the first one is the school thing, and then I'd like to um, kind of shift gears if it's open lines and talk about yep. uh, the Biden administration and what I think he's done good and what I disagree with. Okay. Um, so the first thing about the schools, I, I got to tell you, I think the more it's it's hard to say because I understand the kids the kids thrive best in classroom, but at the same time, going through COVID and understanding where we're at right now i i still think it's a little bit early until we get more shots into more people's arms 
which it's happening, but there's there's a lot of there's a lot of misinformation on the internet that's really slowing down this rollout. And the more people that become vaccinated, the the quicker this thing gets over. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of misinformation on the internet. Is a is a understatement, John. It's you can't yeah. believe anything you hear on the. Everybody's got some sort of axe to grind or some sort of political something to push. Get your information from good, reliable sources and not from some meme that somebody puts on a Facebook page. Yeah, and the sad thing is, is you know, yeah, there's, there's vaccine injuries when, when there's any vaccine, whether it's the flu vaccination, the COVID shot, it doesn't matter. But if, if this country wants to get back to normal, we, we've, we've got to accept the science and start getting more people vaccinated and that's what's going to get kids back in school well the scary part is because of of the political climate in the country vaccination has become politicized i know what i know it's awful we're trying to protect our country and it's become a political thing gary i think i think the issue and i i gotta tell you i i don't know how to handle it because i understand free speech but at the same time a lot of this stuff is coming from what I've seen on the internet is this QAnon organization, and I got to tell you, Gary, they still think Trump is secretly president, and <laughs> they're, they're crazy. They're crazy, and it and it's it, at this point, it, it truly is. And I'm a Trump supporter. I like Trump, but I, I think at this point, it's it's starting to to hurt the country. And when you have QAnon blasting off memes saying there's unvaccinated kids in cargo ships that are coming to the United States and the vaccine causes this many injuries, blah, 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 and there's no science to back any of this stuff up. It, it, at that point, it's, it, it's a public, I hate to say threat, but more public Im- misinformation that is hurting the country, in my opinion. Yeah, and uh, the whole QAnon thing, uh, if you really examine it, is it's completely fabricated. There is yeah. no evidence of any of this going on. Gary, I, I, I think it's, personally, I think it's a bunch of trolls behind the computer screen, but there's a lot of people that believe it. Well, and, and John, the unfortunate part is these trolls behind the computer screen are largely from another country who are doing that just to just to stir us up. They think it's funny yeah. in Iran or North Korea or Russia or wherever these guys are coming from. They, that, is, yeah. that is a deliberate campaign to stir up the American people, and we're buying it. it it's working. That's the sad thing. It's actually working, but it's, it's hurting us. And I, I, I thought we were... You know, smarter than that. Um, real quick to, to shift gears yep. here. Um, I don't want to take up too much time. I know you probably have other people well, waiting. Actually, so, I don't have anybody waiting, so go right oh. ahead. Okay, great. So um, as far as the, the Biden administration, I, I think, you know, I filter out CNN. I filter out Fox, and I, I make my own judgment. From what I've seen, um, yeah, we're... We're seeing inflation, and people are directly blaming that on Biden. But we actually saw that at the end of the Trump administration. So I, I don't think that we're getting the entire picture there, like you know Fox and some of these other media outlets portray. Um, 
as far as his vaccination rollout, I, I think he's doing great. I, I think that we needed to treat it like a war. And I remember at the end of the Trump administration, Trump said, well, we're going to we're going to keep this a state issue. Well, I, I disagree. And I think what we're seeing is the federal government getting involved, getting more vaccinations out there, telling people to protect themselves, get vaccinated, so forth and so on. That's a good thing. Now, where I do highly disagree, and I think that it's a crisis, is on the southern border. So overall, there are things that I agree with on uh, with Biden, and I think he's doing a great job on COVID, but the border, and eh, not so much. So let me ask you a question, because the border is a problem. So we have yeah. literally tens of thousands of, of unaccompanied minors, young children, coming to yeah. the border. What do you think we should do with them? Because nobody knows what to do. They they don't want to shove them out with they uh, out into the out into the street, basically out of another country. So they're trying to put them up, but all they have to put them up is is uh, chain link enclosures where everybody yells "kids in cages." But what are we supposed to do with them? What would you do with them? Yeah, I I understand. There's there's a humanitarian crisis. Um, the the one thing that I I tend to, and it's okay to disagree for, for anybody that's listening to this, but my personal view is when we we need to take more of a, a global action here, and when we look at other countries, their border security is very strict and very tight, and if you want to become a citizen, you, you have to go about the legal way. I think there should be revisions in the law. Oh, God, we've um, got the screwiest immigration laws. It's just yeah. nuts. It's got these patches and these things in there. And, of course, it's politicized like everything else. But of you course. are right. We need bipartisan, ground-up yes. immigration reform in this country. The immigration system is a bloody mess. I think that's where you start. I yeah. think that's where you start. And in the meantime, in my opinion, we've got to keep it locked down. Um, you know, we, we had... In the month of March, we had 172,000 immigrants that came in through the southern border, and that's just March alone. That's, but, that's but, uns- but what do we? But what? I, I I don't disagree with you about locking it down. But what do you do with those children? What What do you do with the children who show up at the border? And that's the tough thing. I I, I don't know because when I see when I when I see cartels that are bringing them in and coyotes and you know there was surveillance video that the Border Patrol released of kids being, being dropped, dropped over off, the border. Right? Yeah, I saw you know? that. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a humanitarian crisis. And to put them right now, they're putting them in these facilities untested for COVID. They're, they're close packed in together with, with emergency sun blankets on. So it's what's definitely the, a crisis. But what's the, what's the alternative? Where do we put them? Well, I think I think I don't know, I, and that's why we elect our officials, and our officials need to put put aside their excuse my French, but bullshit, and and come together and figure out how to solve this because it's not working right now, and it's it's a crisis. So uh, and you right, know, let's put and right now, no matter who who you are, whether you're a Trump supporter or Biden supporter, doesn't make any difference. No matter who you are, yeah. uh, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. You're exactly right, and it's time to work together. It's yeah. time to come up with a solution, not only help the kids, help the parents, but help the citizens of the United States. Because when I see them put immigrants into hotels, 
which ABC 15 just released that. That's in Arizona. Um, I think, well, gosh dang, we sure have a whole lot of homeless vets and a lot of homeless United States citizens. It, we've got to figure this thing out. And, and it starts with bipartisanship. That's just yeah. That, that's what good luck getting to. bipartisanship with a political climate in this country right now. <laughs> exactly. You can't even fart without somebody calling it some sort of political <laughs> statement. So. Yeah, it's it's getting crazy, Gary. It, it sure is, and you know the the internet is uh, like we've mentioned numerous times. The internet's toxic, and it's like, you know, you and I, Gary, we we agree on some things, and we have our disagreements, but we can hold a civil conversation without going down the conspiracy route. So. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> All right, John, I appreciate your call this morning. Hey, you take care. All right, bye-bye. 760-366-8471. The lines are open. We're going to take a quick little break. What's on your mind? Uh, we had some interesting comments made there. Like, to hear what, you, what about immigration? What do we do? What would you do with the, all these un, uh, uh, unaccompanied minors, young children, who come to our border? We, we can't just lock the border and put them out on the desert. We, and, and we try to put them up, and we get we get accused of putting children in cages. So what do we do? What is the solution? Is there one? Let's talk about it. Give me a call, 760-366-8471. Don't cough and sweat your way through the flu season. Boost your immune system now. Star Pharmacy has a full range of solutions for you. Everything from cough and cold medications to supplements and homeopathic remedies that work naturally with your body to support your immune system. Elderberry, echinacea, zinc, and much more. Keeping your pets healthy, too, with over-the-counter and prescription medications. Star Pharmacy is your low-priced leader. Carrying home medical equipment, wheelchairs, walkers, canes, and nebulizers. Star Pharmacy, open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. next to the post office in Joshua Tree. Hi, this is Sue from Sue's Health Foods. Early in March this year, my top three basic supplement picks to enhance our immune system were vitamin C, D3, and zinc, the same products I use for cold and flu season. Of course, good health doesn't end there, but it's a start. When you buy a supplement for something as important as your health, it's crucial to get a safe and effective brand and product. Sue's private label guarantees potency and effectiveness for all the products in our line. In fact, our company goes so far as to quarantine all raw materials when it's received. And of course, we check for toxins and confirm purity. We always validate that what's on the label is what's in the bottle. Whatever company you use, make sure they do these things. And if you want complete peace of mind, choose Sue's private label for your supplement needs. Sue's Health Foods, committed to your good health since 1983. Health Foods, committed to your good health. We love our cars and... We love your car, which is why you can trust your locally owned Big O Tires. We're your friends and neighbors, and your friends and neighbors know what's important to you. Now buy three, get one free on select sets of tires with installation purchase. Plus pay nothing today with easy and affordable financing options for nearly any budget. Big O Tires, the team you trust. 
is 10.33 on a beautiful morning this Friday, April 9th of 2021. I'm Gary Dino, and you're listening to the Z1077 Up Close Show, a special presentation of Z1077 News presented in the public interest. Our producer is Sarah Snyder, and a number for you to call is 760-366-8471. Uh, we started out today with uh, Aaron drawing a correlation between closing of schools and what is a, a coming flood of evictions, which uh, Aaron gave his reasons why he thinks the two are connected. Uh, if you have a comment about that, I'd like to hear from you at 760-366-8471. Ed K came up with an idea. He says, they've let all these prisoners out of prison because of COVID. Uh, I say well, the prisoners uh, are should be required to have a vaccine uh, in, when they come to court, the judge should require them the vaccine. When I asked him, "What about the rights of the prisoners?" He, he said, "Well, if they don't, if they don't take the vaccine, put them in jail." So, uh, your comment on that? I see both sides on that. I'd like to hear from you. John called, and we had an extended conversation. First of all, about schools opening the schools and not opening the schools. He had some observations about the Biden administration and the Trump administration, the way they approach things. And then he, we talked about immigration. And I, I don't care what your political party is. Immigration is a mess. Uh, and uh, he, he said, and I agree, we need we need to just throw the throw all the rules away from immigration and start from day one from scratch uh, with a bipartisan immigration plan for the United States of America. Because what we have now is a, a patchwork. Uh, we've got executive orders and law and everything overlaps each other, and it's a mess. It's a judicial mess. It ties up the court system. It ties up our uh, border patrol system. What do we do about immigration? And one of the things we talked about was all those children that are coming over. Again, we're damned if we do it damned if we don't. The Trump administration would just wouldn't allow them in. They would put them back in, in Mexico. Uh, the Biden administration, for humanitarian reasons, is trying to put the kids up. Well, there's no place because there's so there's tens of thousands of children. <laughs> and so they're, they're putting them in the facilities. And of course, now they're being accused of putting kids in cages. And we see the pictures of the kids with the space blankets. And by the way, come on, media, get real. I was actually watching a legitimate news program the other day that showed the pictures of the kids. We see them all saying, and they make the kids sleep under tinfoil. Come on. Those are Mylar space blankets. They're inexpensive, and they happen to work very well. I've used them out in the wilderness, and uh, they're pretty good. So come on. Call it what it is. Don't try to politicize. Don't try to spin. But I think everybody, no matter what your political party is, you agree, we have a serious problem with immigration, and we need to solve it. We just argue, 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 argue. I'm sure there's good ideas in both parties. Sometimes you just want to shake these guys and said, come on, do your job. It's not about your political party, damn it. It's about the American people. We're just so divided. And John also talked about how we are being divided purposely, like the QAnon thing. You know, all these weird conspiracy theories that you see, most of them are conceived in another country, and they use our own social media to rile us up. You, I, everybody are being manipulated. Don't let them do that to us. Find the truth. Don't just believe the meme. Uh, it's, it's so toxic on social media now that I almost have to hold my nose when I go on social media. Now, I, I use social media 
in my profession, as part of my profession, Z1077 posts news that we do and the different reasons it affect. Uh, and, but it's the toxicity of it. I mean, I have my own personal uh, social media, and I use it just my friends and family. I'm very careful about who I allow in that circle. But the radio station has our own Facebook page, and it's uh, it has, like I think, like 15,000 followers on it. So we use it on a regular basis, and we keep that pretty tight. It's not a place. It's not a forum. It's a place for people to get information. And if you follow us on Facebook, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, what do you think? Seven six zero three six six eight four seven. I really like to hear some nonpartisan solutions to immigration. Uh, I, I believe there should be a pathway for people to come to this country. Uh, I believe that the some of the laws are just so screwy. The asylum law, where if you want to come into this country, we let you come in for literally years until you get a hearing. Uh, I, I, this, that needs to be worked on. I am not a lawyer. I'm not an immigration lawyer. I just know that something's really badly broken and we need to get our act together and fix it as a, as a country and as a, as a people. And I don't care what your political party is. And just for the record, I've said this before, but I've been accused of so many things lately. I'll set the record straight. I am not a member of any political party. I am registered NPP, no political party. I think they both parties do things that they do well. I think both parties do things that they do really badly. And right now, both of them are doing bad job of governing the country because they're so damn worried about politics. Uh, when we elect someone to representative, they should represent the people in their constituency and not their political party. But the party becomes more important. Why does it become more important? Because that's where they get the money to run again. Too much money in politics. They need to control that. It's just crazy. You've got PAC spending hundreds of millions of dollars. Ed, you're on the radio. Your comment today. Ed, Hello. you're on the air. Hey, uh, Gary, uh, my uh, parents were immigrants from uh, French Canada, Canada. And uh, you know, when they became citizens, they had to take the citizenship test in English. So there's a lot to be said on uh, people coming through legally because they have to learn to mesh. I don't know if the citizen's test is in many languages now or if it's still in English, but they had to uh, mingle, you know, and they wouldn't let us kids learn French. Uh, we felt it was a conspiracy because every time they switched to French, they were obviously conspiring against us kids. But anyway... Uh, <laughs> uh, just so you know, Ed, I have a similar background. I'm French-Canadian, and my grandparents were immigrants. Okay. <laughs> But uh, at work, you know, I was an engineer at work, I wound up dealing with an uh, engineer that uh, came over from England. He worked the, in the radar field before World War II. You know, he's uh, actually today, the group he was part of, we've all got to thank, because it was the Brits that came up with the magnetron, and that's our microwave ovens today. But uh, on the legal immigration, uh, there was a big turmoil in the IEEE, the uh, Institute of Electrical and Engin uh, Electrical and Electronic Engineers, back in the late 70s, because these things for these visas, say in a technical need, they would advertise stuff in the paper, wanting somebody with a Ph.D., and the salary they were offering 
I was less than they were offering people for the bachelors, and then they would say, okay, well, here's in professional magazines, we can't find our requirements being filled, so we got to go outside of the country. And so they used that as justification. This one guy, uh, with 10 years' experience, had started in the United States at basically the salary of a engineer straight out of college. You know, and so it happened his, uh, uh, upward mobility because HR looks at somebody's salary, and if you're not in the zone for the higher sal- uh, higher position, you don't get the promotion. But uh, that needs to be looked at. And this thing of all the kids, are we going to create ourselves another upper uh, policy for uh, uneducated kids later on and trying to kick them out? You know, that was a big turmoil under the Trump of, you know, do we kick these kids out and their families? All these kids, at later times, their families will get potentially in here because they then become anchor babies uh, here in the United States. So it's right. There, you know, this immigration thing is a big issue. It's a bloody mess. Yeah, you know, on that IEEE thing, there was one of the many of the people that were in the upper echelons you know, we're executives within companies, and so there was a big turmoil. And the IEEE lost a tremendous number, myself included, of their members who just totally quit. There was a candidate that ran for president on signatures. You know, was it, quote, approved by the committee? And he came close to uh, overturning it on this incident because with them given the substandard salaries for these people, it held down the salaries for the American, educated, American-born, educated people. If you could hire somebody with a Ph.D. for the same thing as a bachelor. Right. Okay, Ed. All right, that's, that's a good issue, and let's see if, if other folks have a comment about that. I appreciate you bringing it up, okay? Thanks. Bye. Right, thanks. Julie, you're on the radio. Good morning. Wow, that was quick. Uh, well, you're on the radio, Julie. Yes. Your, com- your comment today? Well, I overheard you talking about immigration, uh-huh. and uh, I've been in California my entire life. Uh, I'm 55, a Republican Democrat, uh, which means I've, I'm signed up for Democrat, but I go both ways, uh, uh, Repub- uh, political-wise. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but my, <clears throat> my opinion on immigration is... Put the wall up, make it strong, like that's what, you know, we're supposed to do. But then have a good program. And these kids that are, you know, you know have a fair program to let them in. And these kids that are being left behind, uh, the studies show we're going to have a labor market problem. We already have one. Uh, that, that it's not just uh, white people. It's everybody is getting educated, young people. And nobody wants to do labor, even carpentry or uh construction jobs really and so americans need to uh logically take a look at our labor market and where our country is headed and since less americans are having babies where do we where do we expect to go and let me let me ask you now uh, julie what should we do with these unaccompanied children showing up by the tens of thousands at our border what would what do you think is the solution I well, first off, it, this is uh, I think this is all new related. To, uh, it's been going on, but the the numbers have grown because of the uh, just the violence, the climate change, and everything else that's going on in the 
countries down below us, and America is seen as the dream. Yeah, you know? I, I don't disagree with that, but what do we do? They're here. What do we do? Uh, there's, why don't we get the people that are all the smart people together and get them to think outside the box? Why can't we build uh, facilities on the Mexican side of the border? Why can't we join hands with the U.N. and build some kind of facilities wherever? So your, sol- your solution to the, all the kids is to build facilities in Mexico? I don't know where. My solution is to put together solution makers, brainstormers, and uh, come to a solution that we can at least try that seems fair to everybody that has a multiple group of people paying for it, not just the taxpayers, so that we don't have to hear all the people complain about it. Okay. Well, I think they'll complain about it no matter what happens. And uh, you are exactly correct. We need to get the people who have the brains to solve this together in one room to talk to each other. Yeah, I don't think all of us uh, people that are trying to work every day need to be arguing with each other over about it. You are right. I'm tired of politics. I want people to just make get together. Let's make some solutions. Let's move forward. Well, let's be Americans instead of Republicans or Democrats. That's right. All right, Julie, I appreciate your call. Thank you for taking my call. All right, bye-bye. Okay, bye-bye. And I, I think the consensus is, is pretty much the same. We've got a serious problem with immigration. The system is broken. It doesn't work. It's screwed up. So why can't we sit down and fix it? Because of Dang, divisive politics. It's whack. We'll be right back with more on the Z1077 Up Close Show. The rigid and time-consuming process of traditional bank loans have paved the way for peer-to-peer lending. This is Patty Brown, a.k.a. The Loan Lady. We offer viable alternatives and flexible lending on home mortgages. A lot of people are buying second homes, vacation rentals, or even properties to flip. Our money to loan comes from local investors who don't rely on credit scores, but instead, we invest in people. It's not too late to get in on the investment real estate market. All you need is the desire. We have the money to lend right now. Simplified applications and quick turnaround times, too. Call me today at 365-7003. The Loan Lady, we want to be your real estate lender. At Firehouse Subs, a portion of every purchase helps provide much-needed life-saving equipment to first responders. Try their new Pepperoni Pizza Meatball Sub. They start with hearty Italian meatballs covered in marinara sauce and extra melted provolone. Then they take this pizza party up a notch with crispy sliced pepperoni and Italian seasoning and place it all on a toasted garlic bread roll. Order online or on the app to have your subs ready for pickup or delivery. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. In the Home Depot Center, Yucca Valley. We know you're ready to get your hair cut. Great Clips is back open, ready to get you back to looking your best. Practicing all of the CDC guidelines for hair salons and barbers, so you'll need to wear a mask, social distance while waiting, and of course they have plenty of hand sanitizer on hand. Looking for a career rather than just a job? Great Clips is taking applications now. All you need is a current California cosmetology license. Great Clips, open daily in the Dollar Tree Center, Yucca Valley. It's going to be great. And we are back. It is 1048. I'm Gary Dino, and you're listening to the Z1077 Up Close Show. Uh, we go right back to the phones. And, uh, Gary, you're on the radio. Good morning. Hi. I got four weeks off from work because I'm caring for a loved one. So uh, I was listening to your show. Uh-huh. I'm thinking of a 10-minute break. And um, the immigration issue. It's a mess, isn't it? This is tough. I'll tell yeah. you what. 
Uh, couples, you know, we got, and I don't know who to believe on the news, to be honest. <laughs> anymore. Uh, I, the, news. I, I, the, the, CBS and ABC do a fairly good job of being nonpartisan. MSNBC, CNN, and Fox are all three useless. Well, we agree to disagree on on a few of them. Okay. Okay. And there are other. Uh, I, I I've been looking at Reuters too, so you know, I, I I don't take every I don't take my news from one source. I take it from a multitude good. of sources and try to read between the lines. Okay? That, that, that's that's the way you should do it, Gary. But here's the deal. Uh, number one, I think we need to tell these people from other countries, you need to apply at your neighborhood consulate before you come up here, okay? Number two, uh, the Ameri- uh, right now with this epidemic, you know who should be taking first priority are the people that actually live in this country, okay? Uh, we don't, we, with the amount of debt that we have in this country, we can't afford the tax burden of having more people coming in here Illegally, I don't care if they're from China, Mexico, Russia, Ireland, or wherever. Okay, there needs to be some kind of quoting system, or else the society is going to be overburdened. Um, the people who are smuggling in some of these children and throwing them over the fences—if they're caught—I feel they need an automatic life sentence. Okay, uh, that would cut down on that problem, maybe. Okay, um, but these kids are vulnerable. And they're, they're, uh, some of them, from my understanding, are being given phone numbers, and they're, they're, they're being trafficked, and they're being abused, okay? And that can't be allowed to happen. Yeah, and I think that's the, the what everybody agrees the big problem is, is what do we do with those kids? You know, that's a very good question. I think, number one, we need to find out what their parent countries are, and if we give those countries any aid to say, okay, there's power in the purse. If you don't handle your own people and try to work out their problems. We're cutting off all foreign aid to you tomorrow. But what okay. do we do with the kids that are here? Uh, I think uh, by putting that kind of leverage on the government, we start sending some of these kids back and trying to reunite them with their parents, number one. Uh, that's a very, you know, that's a more of a long-term solution. Uh-huh. Um, but as, uh, as long as we incentivize coming over here illegally, the problem is just going to get worse and worse. And, well, what are you going to do? Uh, I, I could give you a multitude of answers. You could build tent cities, but uh, let, let's be honest here. When you start building tent cities and you start putting people in the hotel, basically um, you're going to have a lower quality of life. You see what I'm saying? Yep. But in the interim, those are some solutions. Other than that, I don't know. Uh, I would have to think a little bit more on the problem. I, you have to treat these kids humanely, okay? Uh, I think some of them coming in the country, they'll never be reunited with their parents. Maybe we could put them in foster care, put them up for adoption. And, you know, it's interesting, uh, Gary, one of the comments I made was, especially with all these kids here, we seem like we're damned if we do and damned if we don't. So what do we do? We are, but you know what? you got to be proactive, okay? And I think in some of the cases where you can't send these kids back, maybe foster care, because hopefully they'd be treated better, or maybe with some of the younger children, trying to trying trying to hook them up and trying to get uh, trying to get them adopted. If you can't send send them back to their native country. Okay, that, that's, that's some good solutions, Gary, and well thought out. And you've done your homework, and I appreciate your call. But there's one more thing. Uh huh. You got to treat people like people. Yep. 
Okay. Yeah. Take care. All right. Thank Bye. you. All right. Gary, uh, his comment today on immigration at 760-366-8471. Still, uh, we still come to what's on the ground right now, tens of thousands of young children. Uh, what do we do with them? We've got, we've got no place, nothing in place to put them. I know they're talking about opening up some housing areas at some military bases and that kind of stuff. But still, we need to resolve this. Uh, again, tens of thousands of children showing up. We, we can't just say, no, you can't come in and make them go out in the desert or you know wherever the elements are. There is trafficking going on. There is bad things going on. There are bad people involved in this thing. Uh, what do we do? Uh, so they try to put them up and they get the heat saying, oh, you've got kids in cages. Okay. Where do we put them? What do we do with them? And it's it's not a political – it's not a Democratic problem or a Republican problem. It's a problem. And it has to go back to, again, like I said before, basic immigration. The system is broken. It's screwed up. Why, why can't we sit down in a room and come up with a solution that's not all politics? Get the politics out of it and put the humanity back into it. We're going to take a little break. We'll be right back with more of the Z1077 Up Close Show. we still got time if you want to make a call, if you have a comment about anything, the stuff we're talking about today. We'd love to hear from you. It's been a tough road for all of us, and a COVID-19 vaccination is our shot for hope. Know when it's your turn to get vaccinated and how to get your vaccine. Sign up now at sbcovid19.com. That's sbcovid19.com. Or call 909-387-3911. Again, 909-387-3911. Don't wait. Here's a fun and interactive way to bond with your child. Enroll now in ReachOut's free nurturing parent classes. Currently meeting in a virtual setting at convenient times, this program allows parents and children to bond in a nurturing environment. Your family will learn positive communication methods, practical parenting tips, and your child will participate in activities to enhance their feelings of self-worth while encouraging positive behaviors and respectful communication. Email Gloria at we-reachout.org or call 909-982-864. One to enroll today. 909-982-8641 today. It is 1055. We have a few minutes left in our program. I'll do a little review about where we're standing now with the COVID pandemic thing. Uh, looks like we're finally seeing a bright light at the end of the tunnel, but we're still in the tunnel. So let's not go too fast. So here's what's happening. San Bernardino County on April 7th, this week, out of the blue, <laughs> moved into the orange tier. So the orange tier now, we have most businesses open at least 50% capacity. Some businesses, bars and bowling alleys can now reopen for the first time in over a year. Bars can open for outdoor service, movie theaters, museums, restaurants. So that is orange tier. In the meantime, starting on the, I believe the 15th, county is opening vaccinations for 16 and older. No, actually, the county has opened them right now. They're open for residents 16 and 17. Now, understand, if your child is 16 or 17 years old, they have to be accompanied by a parent or legal garden, guardian to get the Pfizer vaccine. And it has to be Pfizer because that's the only one approved by the FDA for people under 18. Now, the Moderna and Johnson & Johnson vaccines are available to anybody 18 years or older, and they are moving quickly with that. I know we've been running ads 
from uh, Searcy Healthcare, Dr. Jones Poland. She's been doing vaccination clinics at her office, and they're free. You don't have to be a patient, any age, any occupation. Just go in and get them. And you can make reservations for those on our website. Go to z107fm.com, and uh, there's a, a big, or at the very top of the website, there's a big square that says Searcy Healthcare. Make your vaccination uh, appointment, boom, make an appointment and get it done. The county uh, is doing vaccinations uh, very, very quickly. Uh, so more and more people are getting vaccinated. I think the last I heard is almost 20% of the population is now vaccinated. So we're, we're moving very quickly toward reopening. Then the state of California announced last week, amongst many other announcements, that as of June 15th, be full reopening. So they're going to reopen everything uh, back to where it was. There will still be common sense risk reduction measures. I suspect masks out in public. They still want you to wash your hands. But as we learn more about this, we learn more about the risks. I remember when we were just madly disinfecting everything. We had Clorox spray and medicated wipes. We're wiping everything down. Now they say that's not really where COVID is passed. It's passed really from people to people with droplets that come out of your mouth. If you're talking, you're singing. We have we have tiny little droplets that come out of our mouth. That's what's carrying the COVID. So, yes, we should still disinfect, but it's, it's, it's not as important as it used to be. Matter of fact, there's a new term coming up called disinfection theater, where people are just disinfecting and disinfecting. So it looks like they're doing something, but they don't really need to. So find out more. Again, all the information is out there for you. So that's what's happening now with COVID. I am fully vaccinated. Uh, my, my wife is vaccinated. Our entire staff at Z1077, I believe, at this point is fully vaccinated because we hear about these opportunities that I'm out there. Do the same thing. I, I don't get this. I'm not going to vaccinate myself because the, uh, the, they didn't have the full time to check it. Well, they've put this vaccination into 30 million people. Uh, don't you think with 30 million as a trial, if there was a problem, we'd know about it. So I, I believe the vaccine, the vaccine is very safe. I believe the science. I believe the people who are paid to understand this when they tell me it. Uh, so I got my vaccination. I'm happy I did. My family has. I will happily wear my mask in public just as a courtesy to other people. So let's get vaccinated. Let's put this thing to bed. That's going to do it for the Up Close Show. Join me next week for more Up Close. Until then, thanks for listening. Drive carefully and God bless. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Up Close, a weekly talk and interview program presented in the public interest by Z1077 News. Join Gary Denio again next Friday at 10 for more Up Close. Up Close.